0: Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless actions. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation.
1: So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about aligning our desires with God's will, and what does it look like when we walk it all out?
0: let's get into today's word yeah shall we yes so look after last episode after discerning god's will in difficult or challenging circumstances as we discussed in our last episode the next step is aligning your desires with his will that's why we wanted to dive into this this week because um you know really that's the the most natural next step in the process right, is saying, well, I, I know what I want, God. I, I want this. And I I thought you said that you wanted this for me or that for me. And, you know, is it mine? Is it yours? What is your will? And I really want to be in alignment. But let's. how do we discern whether it's just our desires or if our desires are aligned with his will or if it's a desire he gave us according to his will? So the first thing um, I want to bring out is this verse. Let's always go to scripture first. Romans 12 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think and then you will learn to know god's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect i want to go back here to that part of the verse that says changing the way you think so many people i feel like and like you said getting it from someone Mm -hmm. you know maybe you got this from someone um this idea that god is going to force us to do something Um, it's not like that. It's not exactly like he just puts his thumb down and forces us. In fact, I would be willing to argue that. then why would, why would he even give us free will? Why would he do that? If he just wanted to force us to do everything, that's really what the enemy would want. And that's why he fell because he's a dictator. He would want to just tell us what to do. This is what everyone's going to do. And you don't get a choice. And God is such a gentleman. He's waiting for us to participate and be fully engaged, Mm -hmm. you know, in our own right with right. him. So when he said, when it says changing the way you think, what that means is, is that he's going to renew our minds so that we can think straight so that we can be creative so that we can be in alignment with him and not be in the old thought process. Yeah.
1: Can you bring that scripture up one more time? Absolutely. please? So, so what you're really talking about you're focusing in on that new person Okay, changing the way we think, mm-hmm. like you pointed out, it's not God dictating uh how we think right okay it's it goes back to us having that partnership, our spirit partnering with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Our desire now becomes uh more to please God to seek and think like God think think as he thinks that see people Mm -hmm. as he sees people see situations as he would see it he he guides us and has us think with a new mind and a new heart spiritually Mm -hmm. okay and what what do we when we say a new person how do what are we transforming from well the very first thing it points out don't copy the behavior or customs of this world now mm-hmm. look i truly believe that when you are behaving and participating in the customs of this world that is that is you thinking uh out of your flesh. It's not, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not necessarily thinking out of your, your spirit. The, the spirit that God created in you, mm-hmm. you're all more operating the spirit of this world, right? The spirit of this world is anti-God. It's away from God. It's a rebellion. Okay. That behavior is far from God. Those customs are not of God. Okay. And this scripture is, Saying don't be that way. Look, think about (laughs) this scripture was written thousands of years ago. It's our human behavior that that draws us into this sinful world. We are drawn into that type of behavior. But this scripture is is uh pointing out let you let yourself be transformed into this this new person. And changing the way you think and how you do that is allowing your growth. We're always we're talking about that growth here, right? right? Right. We're talking about allowing God to partner with our spirit to teach us His will, and and how we take those maybe those desires that we have, mm-hmm. and and aligning lining that up with God's will, which is holy
0: right another thing about this i think when it talks about don't copy the behavior and customs of this world but let god transform you so when it's talking about the behavior and customs of this world it's basically aligning ourselves with the desires that we would have according to what the world would say is good Mm -hmm. what the world would say is right what the world would say is attractive um and we have to sometimes be like okay is that something that's in alignment with what God would want? Or am I just wanting that because that's the lust of the flesh or that's the lust of the eyes or that's um, the pride of life or that's the something that, you know, my friends do and it's, it's fun or it's just, you know, or is it, is it no big deal? What I have to discern these things. And that's what we're really talking about today because the second half of this verse, then you will, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Right? So it's the God, it's God transforming us ultimately That is the answer to understanding his will for us and then aligning our thoughts and our feelings and all of our desires with that. Okay, so let's go into understanding the difference between our will and God's will. We have a few ways that we wanted to um, discuss today about kind of how we can understand the difference between the two. So reflect on our natural tendency to prioritize our own desires over God's will. You want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Well, <laughs> it it we have a tendency to. Uh, of course, we all have our wants and our needs. The way I see it is that we have a tendency to, uh, we we will put those in in our, uh, how can I say? Well, it it. it It lists out in our priorities that we go and try to seek out and fulfill those desires and or those wants and desires, right? Mm -hmm. We set our goals behind it. We go ahead and put an action plan behind it. We go and participate in fulfilling that desire, Mm -hmm. okay, whatever it is, but Many times we don't even consider God in that decision.
0: Right. And and I think in growth um, what you just lined out is pretty normal. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like, okay, I'm going to set an action plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to take on the challenge of, you know, um, running after these goals. But I think where we all go wrong at times in our lives is where we just dive right into that without even asking (laughs) what God's will is in this. Maybe an opportunity has been put in front of us or just life. And we start a new job or we start a new business or, um, you know, or we lose a job or we lose a business or a relationship, I don't know, whatever. And we're prioritizing our, own desires before we ever ask, hey, God, what is it you're trying to do in this? What is it? And as we transform in our lives, as we grow in God, those are the things we start to do more naturally. I know that now I am it's not perfect. Okay. It's not like every single time I immediately rush to God. And it's the first thing I do every time perfectly. That is not true. It's a growing process. Would you agree that, that we're better at going to God first in things, but of course not always. Right. He's always bringing us back to reality. No, no, (laughs) I
1: I think um, because it is a natural tendency um, as things come up, as you are dealing with certain things and as things come up and your natural to uh and your natural tendency or desire to see that work out to the to, to be good or, or 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 to work out in the best way, we naturally go and start doing those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um and say, well, look, for example, you know, you have an opportunity that's put in front of you maybe to advance your career or promotion and you're so glad mm-hmm. you're so happy. Okay. You see, well, that promotion is not only exactly what I want, but uh, uh, it's going to help us to save a little bit more money. It's going to give me maybe so, uh, a extra vacation uh it's going to do all these things and you you start grow, going through it in your mind and how how it works out to be right mm-hmm. and you're 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 like okay great and you move forward with that mm-hmm. but but you never really went back and prayed to god and asked god well what about what is it that i'm not considering or lord is this within your will many times it, for me, I say that for myself, I've been in that situation where I've responded in a career advancement uh, or taken on a new job. but I didn't consider how much time I would be away from home, how much work that it actually required um, what uh, that it required a certain amount of Physical work and mental work. Um, what was the commitment to it? I didn't think through how it affected me spiritually and what God had wanted, wanted for my family. We were maybe we, you know, we we're going a certain direction We're we're making sure we're going to church every Sunday, maybe even uh, the middle of the week, and we were able to do our Bible study together and and then have some downtime with, had enough time with the kids and the family and we enriched each other that way. But this new promotion, it took me, you know, take me out of that. It would, it, no longer am I able to be available to go to, maybe a midweek bible study with my wife. N- now I'm getting home later and I'm only seeing my kids on the weekends and by the way I'm ho- I'm home on the weekends and I'm exhausted. I need to recharge my batteries because here comes Monday and I have to hit it all over again. Right. So I I took that job or I took that promotion not considering all these things. And then usually the question will come up well, did you take it to God? Did you ask? Right, right, right. right. right? And I, I give that kind of drawn-out example because that's that's uh, what I've been through in my life. Mm-hmm. But there's just simple things. Mm-hmm. There's simple things that come up too. And usually, when things we we question ourselves, uh, well, did we bring this to God? Did we yeah. ask what did God have to say about it when things kind of go awry? But now. We and like you said, we don't do as, this perfectly, but we we're, when we're like uh, struggling, okay. If you find yourself struggling with a decision, okay, you're at a point of indecision, right? Well, should I do this or should I do that? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe it's something that you really don't have any clarity with. Ask yourself that question: Have you brought it to God? And that's something that we yeah. are, have have tried to do more often
0: yeah, I think when we, we
1: find ourselves in that situation. I think we've
0: done it way more. And I think your example is actually very common because <coughs> isn't it good Excuse that you're getting a promotion or a new job offer? Isn't it good that you're getting an opportunity to do the things even that maybe God has called you to do? Like um, volunteering at church or volunteering <laughs> in some other capacity. Yeah. Right? It
1: seems like it it's, seems like it would be the right the surface, thing to do, right? Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. On the surface, it would be good, but maybe it compromises your core values in the time with your family, like he said, or or whatever it happens to be. These are things we have to take to God, even when it seems obvious what the answer would be logically or on paper, or we'd think, you know, well, that, that would wouldn't that be good? It doesn't mean something's bad because God says no. A lot of times it's timing. Maybe your desires don't align with his will for this moment, Mm. maybe with this person, maybe with this avenue into the situation. Maybe he's already got a plan for you to get into that situation at a different time in a different way. That is better because he needs you to align with a certain person that you wouldn't otherwise. Something like that. It could always be whatever it is that God has planned it, it could always be just a simple a shift, but it doesn't mean the whole thing is bad because God says, no, that isn't necessarily how God works. Another thing too, I think that we find ourselves doing isn't necessarily not taking it to God. We step in as God and go, well, God, this is when we do that. God, this is my plan. Um, I know you're going to bless it. I know this is a good thing. You know, like here it is. I'm going to run with it. Okay. I, I hope you bless it. You know, like and then later we go, I did take it to God. We've totally done that mm-hmm. where we say God's in it because we said God was in it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Wait a
0: minute. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't actually wait for, wait for a response, right? Mm-hmm. We just said God's in it. And because it would make sense that God would be in it. And that's what God wants for us. He wants this. He wants that. Just because God wants abundance for you doesn't mean he wants every job offer for you.
1: Yeah. And you know, you were pointing out, it, it could seem really It it could seem like it would be the right thing to do according to God's will. Yeah. Okay. But is it his will for you right now? Right. So even volunteering for things at the church or or volunteering for um, things that seem to, uh, like I said, line up with the will of God. Mm -hmm. And but is it is it god's will right now
0: is it his timing
1: okay is it is is it his timing and and we have to back up and really consider is god yes maybe god wants you to do those things but too many of those same things choke off right what he's really trying to do in your life
0: You know, a great example might be like, you want your kids to go to seventh, eighth and ninth grade, right? Don't you want them to go to seventh, eighth and ninth grade? Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you want them to do them all at the same time? Would that make any sense? Well, well, mom, don't you want me to go to ninth grade? Well, not before you go to seventh grade.
1: Right. Right. (laughs) I mean,
0: that doesn't make any sense, does it?
1: There has to be growth.
0: There has to be growth. There has to be timing. There has to be right. So it's, it's like, um. There are all kinds of things God wants us to do.
1: Right. So how, when we want to seek God's will and how do we, how do we do that? How do we work through those things?
0: Right. How do we begin to understand what that even looks like? So we have a couple more points on what that looks like. And we're going to, we're going to dive deep into walking that out. So first though, study scripture. And seek seek God's guidance to better understand his will and desires for us, and then acknowledge the ways our own desires can lead us away from God's will. These are things we just talked about, but I just wanted to bring up, um, we kind of hit all three points in one conversation, but it's just, these are the things to be understanding as you're walking through um, what we're about to talk about in the rest of the episode. Remember, you're acknowledging ways that your own desires can lead you, lead you away. You're studying scripture. You're asking God. You're being in a conversation with him. I think the number one thing to take away, if you take nothing else away from today's episode, be in a conversation with God and then be listening, being that a conversation goes both ways. Be listening for him to tell you something, you know, instead of stating stating something and then running away from the conversation saying, mm-hmm. you didn't hear me.
1: right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and,
0: then, and then thinking you had a conversation, right? All right. So what are some ways that we can identify our process and work through it? I wrote this this way on purpose. What are some ways we can identify our process and work through it? God has a process, but you know what's great about God? He also knows that we individually all have unique processes for yeah. communication, for growth, right? For uh, cognitively... um you know, understanding, comprehending what he's saying and doing. We all have these unique ways of processing information and communicating back and forth and and then action, taking action. We all have our own processes for what that looks like, taking action, you know, thinking through it. Some of us are very like, kick the door down. Some of us are very um, reserved. Hey, you know, I don't know. I'm going to watch things first. You know, some of us are very much team oriented. I have to have a bunch of people around me to do it. So I'm not going to do this by myself. Some people are like, I'm doing this alone. You know, everybody's different, but you have to identify your process in determining your desires And then also determining how God works with you and through you Mm -hmm. to accomplish his will in your life and in the life of those around you. So, point number one here, make a list of your current desires and examine whether they align with God's will. You will be examining whether they align with God's will throughout the process, but really that list. I think if you don't make the list, right, like you have to understand what you're even going after. What are your desires? Right, right. So.
1: Uh, I think when you start making a list of certain things, there are going to be some certain things that you may put on your list. There are no brainers okay that that definitely doesn't line up with the word of god right that's that's something that doesn't line up, but maybe there are some things that you may have on your list that well, doesn't God want that in my life does does it does it i I hear here that. Ah, oh, that some people think that's that's wrong, but then I hear from this group, you know, of of people that that's okay. Going back to what we said just a second ago, read the scriptures
0: mm-hmm.
1: in context, right? Okay, study the scriptures in context, understand what God is saying. For example, mm-hmm. okay, um, let's talk about money. Let's talk about wealth. Let's talk about abundance. May your uh, your maybe on your list is that financial healing. That you need more money. You need money to pay your bills. Maybe you have goals for yourself and your family. Excuse the dog outside. <laughs> <laughs> wants to join the podcast, I guess. But the thing is, is maybe you want some financial security in your life. And, and, and so that's on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, now, look, the Bible talks about those things. And what may, what a lot of people point out is, is the, the love of money. But remember, it's the love of money and the greed. Mm-hmm. Those things are, that are not of God. Okay. How does greed happen? It, it, we, be, we become obsessed about having it, having that thing, and we will do anything possible to have it.
0: Well, I think it dictates our decisions too. When God talks about the love of money right? Um, and, and what you're really saying is it's, it's not the money, it's how we respond just how like we, anything else. Our,
1: our position of our heart. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my position, my heart is I, I, you know, I like having my money in the bank. Right. Right. But (laughs) is the position of your heart that you love the money so much that you'll work yourself to the bone and and ignore your family and ignore God and and uh, you want to have all these uh, worldly things? Is it that you want to have all the fancy cars and the gold watches and, and, you know, the big mansion and everything else? And again, I'm not saying necessarily any of those things are wrong, but when you put those things ahead of God, you, now your, your, your house, now your job, now that bank account, right? that is your God. You need to those are the things that you need mm-hmm. to take to god and and ask him to again put your mind right line up line up your spirit with his spirit whats the holy right. what's the Holy Spirit saying for you in that situation and if that again if that's part of your list, how do you do that? You read the scriptures you pray about it mm-hmm. and when you're talking about how god God will speak to us now look we Normally wouldn't see hear God in an audible voice, but what does what's His Spirit saying? What's the Holy Spirit? Right? How's the Holy Spirit speaking to you? Again, according to God's Word. Okay, God. We 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 talked about this a few weeks ago, where how to hear God, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And God confirms his word in in, in, in what he's trying to say to us in his word, in our prayers, maybe through some, some, um, godly mentors.
0: Right. Well, and you know, ultimately when it comes down to it, like you talked about just a second ago, the getting into the word, God's will is his word first period. This emotional, spiritual discernment of us trying to figure out the mystery of God's word is kind of not accurate. I mean, that's our, our walk is part of figuring out what God's will is for us in the moment. That's I understand that, and that's what we're ta- talking about today: is aligning our desires with God's will for us. But the very first step is really getting into the Word because that is His will. His Word is His will. Period. If it doesn't align with the Word, it isn't His will. I just want to say that because no matter what we think God might be saying to us or we might be hearing his voice or somebody might have given us a word, you know, OK, maybe a mentor. and But if that doesn't align with God's word, his, the, the Bible, then 100 percent it's not his will. I just want to put that out there because no matter what, it's not all gray area. You guys, there is black and white, like there's black and white words on white paper sitting there going, this is the, this is the will of God. (laughs) So if you are wondering, that's the number one place to go find out if something that you're hearing or you're thinking or you're getting, you know, you feel like spiritually, does it align with God? It has to align with his word. And then the only way you're going to know that is to be in it. You just brought up something uh, that's another, our next point, which is seek wise counsel from Christian mentors, friends, et cetera, to help identify potential areas of misalignment. Make sure these are people who have been where you want to go. They are people who are qualified to give you a biblical response um, and they're definitely not leading you astray. You have to know what the Bible says. You have to understand that it's going to take prayer, um, but getting people around you who are going to, you can bounce these things off of them and say, Hey, you know, is this just me wanting this? Or is this really in alignment with God? Do you feel like, um, you know, where did, and and by the way, when they say, when you say, where does this fall, you know, for you, do you kind of have an opinion or do you have any kind of insight? make sure that that's not the last word because remember, God has the last word. Make sure you take even those responses to God and say, God, is this true? Is this in alignment with you? And let the Holy Spirit guide you, okay? But again, um, align it with the word. Does it, does it align with the word? And go from there. Um, when you have people around you speaking into your life, it can be very powerful and they are responsible for the words they say and the way that they, they lead you and, and they advise you, but you're responsible for what you do with that. You don't get to look back and point at these people and say, they led me astray. If you have the word of God and you have the Holy spirit and you have free will, you are ultimately responsible for the things you do after that moment, you will be held accountable for your actions, right? So make sure that when you're thinking about these, these decisions, okay, that you are aligning them with God, even the advice that you're getting.
1: Okay. Right. I mean, sometimes, look, we have all gotten bad advice. Yeah. And because we're Christians, or that Christian or that person is a Christian that you've gotten that advice from, doesn't mean that it may be bad advice it, <laughs> because they're human. Right. They may be speaking to you out of their own flesh, not really speaking to you of what God would have for you. Okay. Um, maybe they don't know the whole story. I have had that situation where, where I brought something to someone, um, that was a mentor and they only heard what they wanted to hear. Really? They didn't hear where I was the whole story. They didn't hear the full context. Mm -hmm. And, and so they may, they gave advice, um, based off of their uh, own opinion, based off what they believed the situation was and they didn't know what the full situation was.
0: And usually somebody now, who knows what they're doing will give that advice with a caveat of, by the way, this is my own experience. You should take this to God and see if this is the right timing for it, you.
1: Exactly. What you go on, I just wanted to point out what you said. Look, you may get advice that that hurts your feelings, mm-hmm. that um turns out to be something that um you don't agree with or whatever. Uh don't let that be your excuse for walking out on God, walking right. away from God. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that's a cop-out. It is. Look, I, I, that that may be strong words, but look, that's what we're about here. Strong words. <laughs> okay. is <laughs> it, it, We're not going to sugarcoat anything for you. It's a cop-out. Because what you are saying, you have... I don't care who hurt you. And, uh, and there's been some traumatic things that have happened in, in the church. Yeah. Okay.
0: But that wasn't God. and,
1: and, And that wasn't God. And you could ask God, ask God, well, why have that conversation with him? Yeah. Don't avoid him. He wants you to have that conversation with him. Seek him out in prayer, reading his word. Mm -hmm. If you, by the way, if you read his word, you would understand those same stories were played out Mm -hmm. in the, in the Bible. Yeah. The, your story, what you're going through, even traumatic experiences had happened to, Mm -hmm. to people in the Bible that, that came out of it to give God glory, God's glory. You saw God's glory through their life. Okay. Right. Joseph could have walked away, uh, you know, from God, but he continued to seek him out even while he was in his jail cell, even when he was in a pit. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay. And people said things and did things to him. Mm -hmm. Jesus Okay, this week we're we're s- going to be celebrating Easter. And this week if you think about this week, this week is where Jesus he was so bold in his in his ministry and trying to help people to understand who God really was, he was persecuted for it. Mm-hmm. Okay? And 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 he didn't turn from God. He continued to his his faith through it through the beatings through the slash them slashing his skin apart, yeah and calling him names he still forgave the people that were actually doing this to them okay so I, I I just feel like I wanted to point that out because look the enemy will do certain things to distract us and to Try to point things out to right. set put a wedge in between us and God.
0: Well, it's powerful when we go seek wise counsel. It's powerful when we're not alone and we know what God is saying is true. And the enemy doesn't want us to do that. He doesn't want us to bring things out into the light. He doesn't want us to seek counsel. He doesn't want us to to um, create connections with other people in the name of God and to do God's work for the kingdom. He doesn't want us to do that. So, of course, he's going to get into our communication. He's going to get into um, our uh, offense if you're offended. You know what I mean? He's He's going to take all of that and he's going to throw it at you. So make sure that you're in you're under, understanding, excuse me, that when you go and take this to, to someone and you're asking them for potential areas of misalignment, when you're talking about your desires and God's will, that you need to take all of that to God too, because those are broken people, just like anybody else. Like, like you were saying, you know, it's like, that's really important. That's why we're camping on this point for a while, because this is usually the breaking or making point of a lot of people's um, journeys to trying to discern what to do. OK, because the enemy can really get into these conversations. All right. So the next point is recognize when your desires are not aligned with God's will by examining your motivations and priorities. So this is where you're starting to get into a little bit more practical um, items. You know, it's like, OK, well, why do I want that? Am I prioritizing something over something else? One of the things that we just did recently was we said, all right, what are the you know, four or five most pr- uh, foundational pieces in our life where they're non-negotiables? It's our kids, our health, right, our business, which is our livelihood, right, our marriage, our relationship with God. Like these are the things that are non-negotiables that we can't let anything else that we're committing to, anything else that we're deciding on, any, any decisions we're looking at, or our desires, right? We can't let any of those things compromise our foundational pieces of our life, and if they are, then you need to reevaluate your priorities, right? Mm-hmm. And we can all, we all get caught up in this, like, oh, I'm just living my life and I'm, I'm trying to do all the right things and this is exciting and that's exciting. And then you make decisions and you, you, you feel like God's asking you to do something, but you didn't go back and go, well, does that align with what I already, what God already told me he wanted? Because if God already told you that your priority is your children, but then something else he called you to do is now compromising the time with your children, you need to ask God, okay, well, how do you want me to do this then? If you're telling me to do this, God, I'm holding you to your promise that you had me here available for my kids. And that is my first priority. And I don't want to let anything get in the way of it. But that doesn't mean you can't volunteer. That doesn't mean you can't do something in your business. That doesn't mean you can't do uh, fill in the blank where God's calling you to something. It just means how and when and how much does he want you to do it? Mm -hmm. And so you have to run that by God and pray about it and talk to your spouse or some other person that's in your life that holds you accountable right? To these things. We do this with each other all the time. What do you think of this? What do you think of that? Okay, well, let's make decisions. And, you know, we're getting better and better, like I just said, um, at prioritizing things. But these are ways for you to examine your heart, examine your life, and look at what your priority, What do what you? what's motivating you to, to desire that? Is it a desire that God put in your heart? Or is it a desire that's coming out of something else? You know, I want to point out, just in this one little point, just, I feel like I need to say this. Sometimes our desires are based on fear. And one of the ways it's based on fear is a lack in how we were raised. So maybe we were raised without money, without love, without good treatment. We were raised without attention. We were raised without a father. We were raised without a home, whatever. And so our desire is this innate Fight or flight to constantly run after the thing to solve this problem over and over and over, and then and then again to solve it for our kids over and over and over, out of fear that we may we we may at some point in our life ever have to feel that way again. That helplessness, that um, that fear that we felt in that moment was so young in us and so ingrained that we now run after the constant hamster wheel of fixing it over and over and over and over again and and not realizing that that's cuz we've never addressed that trauma. I want you to think about there's so many things in our life that are based on that one type of fear.
1: Well, that's how to be honest, that's how a lot of um workaholics for example, that's what that's how they fall into into that type of lifestyle mm-hmm. because I've heard many stories from people um, that uh, they didn't have much. Maybe they they were very poor growing up. Maybe they were even homeless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but the world will tell you, well, in order to, the answer and the solution to that is the hustle and grind mentality. Yep. The hustle and grind mentality really to its extreme is work yourself to the bone, working yourself 24 seven for that goal. You, you want to continue to fill those coffers, right? With wealth and abundance.
0: Absolutely. So,
1: so in a way to do that, you have to hustle and grind, but what is that? How does God fit into that mm-hmm. hustle and grind mentality? Is that what he wants for you? Is that a good, healthy lifestyle for you to live? Are you by? I take that mentality, and I'm because I used to be one of them. I'm a recovering workaholic. Um, I, I I'm I have to ask myself: Am I relying on my abilities mm-hmm. and my capabilities? Or am I relying on God and the gifts that he has given me? Right. Am I allowing God to speak to me in those moments? Is he helping me organize my life Mm -hmm. and my, my talents and my gifts in a way that I can both live up to my responsibility as father and husband, but also, uh, honor God in that. Right. Because many times when we are so focused on the work, on that thing, it were that becomes our god. That becomes we we have yeah. to we have to bow down and sacrifice to the will of that god. The god and, of fear. Right. Right? Because a fear of what? Of losing and not being poor, of being homeless. Not look I I hate my refrigerator when it's empty. It gives me it, great it's satisfaction a very
0: triggering event for him. <laughs> right.
1: So it gives me great satisfaction to see my cupboards filled, my refrigerator filled with with food and necessary things that we need in our in for the family when that refrigerator starts to get empty and the pantry starts to get empty mm-hmm. those are triggers that I still have to bring to God.
0: And that's not because he doesn't trust God. So don't misunderstand your motivations and priorities. You need to, that's why you need to examine. Examine is the right word. It's okay to have old tapes and traumas you got to work through. That doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's because you don't trust God. I yep. just want to make sure those in the back hear that. Yep. It's not a lack of faith, you guys. Yep. There's real things called psychology and trauma and triggers, and you've got to identify those things and go, ah, I see it's not because I continue to mistrust God and his provision. It's because I had really a traumatic experience growing up with all of my negative experiences were tied to poverty. And I lived in a, in a poverty stricken town and I had nothing but bare cupboards during all of those really negative, um, fundamental experiences. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, of course he's going to have that kind of anxiety come up. You know, I have anxiety come up as a, as a mother, you know, um, Over things that I'm not even doing. They're literally just me trying to avoid doing things that I would not like to do to my kids based on trauma from growing up. And it has nothing to do with my um, actual ability to mother. It has nothing to do with the even situation that's happening. It has nothing to do with my faith in God to um, entrust my children to him. It's just about old trauma. <laughs> so I identify those things and go, oh, that's a lie that I'm listening to. Or, oh, that's an old motivation or an old, you know, um, trigger. So I, I can put that over there. I can compartmentalize it and go, I've got to work that out with God. But that's not God. And that's not the situation. And that's not what? The truth. So when you're looking at these desires lining up with God's will, that's the things you need to really be examining. Um, another thing, too, um, and this is just kind of a short, you know, uh, point I want to make reflect on past experiences and how God has worked in your life to guide you towards his will before. You know, it's a, that's a really, that's not only your own experiences, but there's a reason why we have these, so that they're our own testimonies so that God can really use this over and over to be like, hey, remember that thing I did? Remember? That's really powerful. But also the stories in the Bible, the actual accounts of real people, real-life people, even in the Old Testament, for those of you who are like, that's not relevant, the Old Testament's extremely relevant in learning about God's character and how he interacts with his children. Right. Um, those people have, the, what you said in the beginning, the same stories.
1: And, and look- when we're in it when we're in the storm or whatever we're going through we forget to reflect we forget oh yeah god god was with me back then yeah or we we forget to go to the word and and in the word there mm-hmm. there was actually someone that walked that same situation out right. how did they deal with it how did they bring that to god and what what was what what was the end of the story Okay, wh- where was God's glory found in that?
0: What was God's character that we learned in that situation? So,
1: it, so it's really good to reflect on certain things that God has done to help lift you up. It's not so good to reflect on the other things, the yeah. things that have drawn draw, brought you down, right? Right, the things that didn't work out.
0: All the shame and guilt from our past. Yeah, Don't go not, there. Let's not, let's not. Let's not go down. Get on that boat. Right. Another um, really powerful way. And I say another because we have a a list of points here, but actually this is kind of the number one thing you should be doing is praying for the Holy Spirit's guidance and transforming your desires to align with God's will. Because remember, most of our desires, assuming they're not fleshly, worldly desires and sin, not talking about that stuff, talking about our desires for the purposes for our life and our children and our family and all of that. Most of that stuff was given to us by God for a reason because He wants us to be completely in alignment when and passionate about what He's calling us to do. He doesn't want us to be like, ah, God's called me to be this person and serve these people, and I get up and I do it every day because that's what I want to do. I want to honor God. Like, no, he, He's He's giving us things we're very excited about mm-hmm. most of the time, and I and I just say most because I know there's lots of exceptions to the rule, but most of the time. 98% of the time, there's, there's, these are things we're very, already very excited and passionate about. You know what I'm saying? Like we wake up, like, I'm so God, I'm so glad God called me to this. Cause it's like exactly what I would have wanted to do. Well, yeah, he did that on purpose. He put that desire in your heart. That's how you definitely know that your desires align with God's will. Cause he gave that to you. All right. But praying for the Holy Spirit's guidance and transforming your desires to align with God's will is another step you can take where it's like, okay, well, I want this. How do I get this? To align with God's will. And if it can't, then God will show you that. But if it can, if it's something that it needs to be um, kind of a lot, well, it needs to be tweaked, like God's going to be like, well, I want you to have this, but like this, right? So identifying areas where your desires are not aligned with God's will and then taking steps towards submission and transformation is what we're talking about. That's when you're praying about it.
1: Right. Taking steps. Look, let's be honest here. You might have something in your life okay that you know isn't in God's will okay it's not necessarily what God wants in your life and you're working through it mm-hmm. god knows you're working through it continue to bring that to him continue to to have him work that out in you to strengthen you to to transform you Sometimes those the, sometimes those transformations happen that could happen instantly mm-hmm. but sometimes it takes time sometimes you you think you're going okay you've got it behind you and then here it comes again and you fail or you feel like you've failed okay and the enemy wants to hang that over you and make you feel guilty or put shame on you and mm-hmm. and then make you and then tries to put God is condemning you and God, you should feel guilty because you can't be that person that God's called you to be, or again, guilt, putting that guilt uh, on you that puts that wedge between you and God. What I'm saying is to you continue to press on, continue to seek God in that thing that you might be struggling with. Mm -hmm. Look, it could be something like, I don't know, maybe you're a short tempered person and you're not, you're not handling things and people in a very loving way. Mm -hmm. And you know, this, you know, this about your personality and you're working through it. Continue to bring that to God. Right. And, and if you were to reflect, on it, you would know that God has brought you a long way. Mm-hmm. Don't let the enemy lie to you, tell you you'll never change. You'll always be a certain way. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Continue to bring to, bring that to God.
0: So what you're saying is celebrate and give thanks. When you see your desires aligning with God's will, you see the work that he's doing. You see the work that has happened over time. Like when you watch your children grow, mm-hmm. you know, how did they get so big so so quickly. And it wasn't quickly. It was over time. You didn't, you don't, you know, wake up the next morning. I mean, unless they're a teenager, then sometimes you wake up the next morning and you're like, what happened last night? Exactly. (laughs) But most of the time, uh, you're not waking up the next morning and saying, Hey, you know, wow, you, you grew three feet, you know? Um, but that's what we expect to happen in our growth spiritually. And that's just not the case. It is really over time. And all of a sudden you'll look back over the last year and go, Whoa, I, I didn't even realize so much had happened, but it really did. So what are the potential um, ways we can go wrong here? So it's like, you know, when you're walking this out, I just wanted to kind of throw these things out to you so you can meditate on these a little bit.
1: Some of it we've already said. Yeah, but
0: failing to recognize when our desires are not aligned with God's will due to pride or self-centeredness. If you're thinking about just your own stuff and you really, a lot of this has to do with pain. Most of the time, pride and pain kind of go hand in hand. When you're really focused on your own desires over God's, a lot of time it's because you're focused on pain because you just can't get past your pain right? Or pride because, well, you can do it, right? Um, So, when we talking about self-centeredness, it's just really any self-focused attitude. Believing that our own desires are always in line with God's will, (laughs) that is not true. (laughs) That is totally not true. I feel like we don't have to explain too much about that, but it's really, I mean, come on. Our own desires are not always in line with God's will. Even if it sounds good, you got to always go and line it up with God.
1: It sounds like that's, Kind of interlaced with pride, isn't
0: it? Yeah, that's pride talking right there. (laughs) And then allowing fear or doubt to hinder us, really, from aligning our desires with God's will. Um, You know, uh, that whole, we've talked about this, go back to some of our other um, episodes and. um, on uh, Before our official podcast, we did do uh, live devotionals for quite a long time, and there's all these live devotionals on our Facebook pages and um, LinkedIn. You can go back and find things about identity. We're going to do some more on identity coming up, but that's where we're, we're talking about right here. This fear and doubt hinder us from aligning our desires with God's will really has to do with identity. That has right. to do with not thinking you're the chosen person for this job and how could well, you possibly be? Well, you? you know,
1: the thing is, is maybe we've gone – Uh, gone through some trauma in regards to relationships. Okay. And maybe your desire is to have more relationships. to have a better relationship, have certain people in your life, certain types of people in your life. You want certain types of relationships and you've been praying about that, Mm -hmm. but you continue to feel that you're isolated and those relationships just don't come about. Well, are you, are you doing everything possible to f- to seek out those relationships? That would be a question I would ask you. Mm-hmm. Are are or are you operating in doubt? Are you letting fear and doubt overtake you when you're trying to maybe interact with other people? Are you allowing are you allowing what the enemy is telling you? to overtake your mind when you're trying to make a friend Mm -hmm. and you're, you're talking to someone. (laughs) I've done this. And you overanalyze
0: everything you've said. And
1: you walk away from that conversation. (laughs) Oh, I probably shouldn't have said this. Oh, now they think I'm, I'm an idiot. And (laughs) uh, maybe I should, you know what, next time I see this person, I'm just going to ignore this person i'm not going to or i'm going to freak them out
0: by apologizing about everything i said
1: and that's not even what they even thought maybe they thought (laughs) you were great and they that you related to them and all these things yep but you let the enemy tell you all these lies and create fear and so you go back into retreat and you don't you don't seek that out. So. Monica
0: says, "I've been doing it all weekend about a meeting that happened on Friday." Yes, I do this. You're not alone. <laughs> but this is something you can learn, you know, to deal with with God, that fear and doubt. You know, fear and doubt over things like our job or our business is really big too. Making decisions that are feel like they're risky, feel like God's telling you to do something and you feel like, "I can't do that. I'm not equipped for that." So these are all things that hinder us, right? From doing God's will. And then really struggling with the process of submitting our desires to God. will. that word submit has gotten such a bad rap and it is it all it is is putting things in front of god you know what i'm saying so that's something to really be to be pondering this week is do i struggle with the process of submitting that's a whole other conversation but i think that's something to really be thinking about so how do you move forward right? Once you understand this process, you're working it out with God, you're walking it with God. A couple of things we wanted to kind of give you as tools moving forward this week, continuously seeking God's guidance and wisdom in all areas of your life. Obviously, I feel like that's a no-brainer. You got to always be seeking guidance from God. Go to the, the source. Practicing surrender, okay? Practice surrendering your desires to God and asking Him to transform and align them with His will. Remember, practice Is something you even have to do with God, with walking in faith. This is definitely something that we've had to practice.
1: Be consistent.
0: Taking practical steps toward aligning our desires with God's will. For example, volunteering or serving in areas that align with God's desires. So that could be serving your children. That could be serving in your church. That could be serving the homeless. (laughs) What's that? Your neighbor. Your neighbor. That could be serving and showing up for a lunch to be there for someone. Answering the phone. Picking up the phone. So there's always that, you know, it's like, God, what would you have me do today? And then walking that out. Seek accountability from Christian mentors um, to help you stay on track. Now, that's what we were talking about earlier, but make sure you're staying in touch. Like if you you have somebody who really spoke to you and it, it just was a really good fit for somebody that might be able to help you stay accountable to the things you've said, God has me doing this. Okay, go do that. And then they help you stay accountable. And then one last one, and this is really big. Journaling regularly to identify patterns in your walk with God so that you know what it looks like when you are in alignment and when you aren't. You can go back and look at these things. What what did it feel like when I was in alignment? What did it look like when I walked that out Was it it, when it was me? What did it look like when I walked that out and I knew it was God? And seeing those patterns so that you can look back and go, oh, I see what that feels like now for me. Mm -hmm. And then that way you'll know in the future. That's something that's really helped me. All right. So. We just want to end with just, just reminding you that just know, but by aligning your desires with God's will, guys, we can experience true transformation, joy, peace, purpose, and fulfillment in our lives. Okay. These are the goals and we can really experience these things by aligning with God. Okay. So I'm going to leave you with question of the week, (laughs) question of the week. All right. Are you ready? Where are you getting frustrated in your life? Because you are basing. Your expectations on your own desires instead of on who God truly is. This is something that I feel like we should all be pondering this week.
1: All right. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Again, we are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at Madrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E, and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, Madrigal, dot com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week.